and this is Surrey Avenue. I'm here with one of my best friends from high school, and we're going to be doing a little podcast for everybody, talking about some of our favorite things and some stuff that interests us. So, Farley, why don't you go ahead and tell me what you got for us today? Yes, I'm Barley. Hi. Do you know what I also thought about the other day is we've been friends for 10 years this year. Holy shit. <laughs> so this year? Made, this year. So that means 2023. Wow. 10 years ago, you stole a piece of paper off my desk to see what my name was. Oh, yes. <laughs> Good old days. Big regret. <laughs> Big regret? Is that what you just said? No, I didn't regret it. <laughs> well, that's positive. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah. All right. All right. So I guess we'll just get into it now. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this is a corpse bride story. All right. As you can kind of <laughs> guess where I'm going with this. Um, so it starts with a guy named Carl Tanzler. Carl. He oh. was he was born in Germany in 1877. Damn, that's a long time ago. Yeah, so I mean we can shit on this guy all we want. He was a fucking good. Interesting guy. Uh okay, so he was born in Germany, 1877. He was married to a woman named Doris Schaefer, 1920, and had two daughters named Clarista and Aishta. Mm-hmm. never heard those names before um it was the 1920s he kind of just bailed on them though so what a part of his of life shit. yeah just up and bailed um so then he decided to move to florida and he took what on a, a job great place as... to go for him <laughs> his sister did live there but yeah he was the typical florida man all right. Um, he took on a job as a radio technician at a hospital, and he went under the name Carl Van Kossel. Mm-hmm. He claimed to be a doctor, which he was not, and he also claimed to be an account—not an account, but a count. crazy how easy it was to impersonate a doctor back then or account i mean they didn't have google back then to fact check you so i mean i guess you could just or say certifications whatever certifications or degrees or <laughs> uh, they just went with it they believed yeah. him he said it with confidence and it's just what it is they went with it carl van kossel um yeah. He also said that he owned ships. He built boats and planes, which, okay. He also claimed that he had been getting visions that started when he was a child. And in these visions, Carl said a long dead ancestor named Countess Anna Constantina von Kossel said that she was going to reveal the love of his life. Show him what that woman looked like. And he's like, hell yeah, show me. (laughs) And she revealed the face of his true love, who was an exotic, dark-haired woman. Hmm. 
he didn't know anyone like that. So he just kind of had to wait until she just walked into his life one day. So three years after receiving that vision, um, he was working at the hospital. A Cuban-American woman by the name Maria Elena Milagro de Hoyos, it's a long one, was brought in by her mother to have some tests run. Um, it was revealed that she had tuberculosis, which at that time, it was a serious illness. Um, it affects the lungs. It was super fatal. Um, it was a leading cause death, and it killed one in seven people. Well, yeah, they didn't so, have the technology and the medicine that they have today. Pretty serious back then. Pretty serious. Yeah. Wasn't probably looking to date at that time. Kind of just wanting to figure out how much longer she had left. Yeah, she probably just wanted to survive. And that's where he goes... That's her. That's the girl from the vision. That is the love of my life. Wow. Um, so he became very enamored by her, intrigued, loved her, wanted to know her, and That's took an interest in her care. That's strange from a doctor. a doctor. Yeah, was not a doctor. Thought he was. Thought he could care for her. Um, so he was around, I think, 52 at this time. And uh, she was 22. Ew. <laughs> you know, I know a couple who, she's 28 and he's 50. So, I mean. A few of my friends have dated older men, and that's totally cool. It definitely works out. Totally cool. But back uh, in the 1920s, I feel like it's it was a lot less likely. Yeah, I feel, and, like, she's dying, you know? Back off. Yeah. Um, Maria was actually married to a man named Luis Mesa, uh, but he kind of just dipped out on her because she wasn't able to carry his child successfully, so he left and uh, moved to Miami. Okay, so now her ex-husband. <laughs> well, she was actually still married to him up until the day she died. Oh, well, so legally no, still married. Yeah, legally still married, but no contact. Hmm. I guess separated, some would say. Yeah. Um. So Maria was taken care of at the hospital. and But, I mean, tuberculosis is super contagious. It's a coughing disease. So she was then sent to her house um, to just kind of just stay comfortable I don't know how much treatment there is to do for tuber tuberculosis at that time, but she was sent to her house and uh, Carl himself would smuggle hospital equipment with him and take care of her at her house. But he would take x-rays of her. I don't, I don't think that's what she needed at the time. I don't know how well you can take x-rays at someone's house. Um, he performed experimental tonics and plant extracts to attempt to save her. Wow. Really just thinking outside the box, doing yeah, he's well, everything. He's a doctor. I mean, he knows I mean, it's a love of his life, so I mean, he's going to do whatever he can. Just trying his best. For real. Uh, 
he professed his love and showered her with gifts. I mean, just was so in love with her, obsessed with her. There wasn't much returning the favor. I mean, she's dying. Not really looking for a date at this time. Yeah, did she have any idea of really what was going on? Yeah, uh, her, I think her brother had died from tuberculosis. I mean, it was pretty serious back then. I mean, I'm sure half of your family died from but, this disease. I mean, like his, like his intentions with her, was she aware? Oh, yeah. I mean, he was like, I love you so much. You're the love of my life. We're going to get married. You're going to beat this. We're going to be together forever. And she's like, <laughs> go away. <laughs> so she was like please leave me alone but honestly did she was probably just too sick and out of it to even like give a damn yeah um he was then fired from the hospital after smuggling all the equipment that he stole so what was the Can't equipment really... not the fact that he wasn't a doctor <laughs> no, i don't think they ever questioned that oh my god <laughs> i mean he probably saw like some notes a folder and was like yeah i can do this girl 20s um but it didn't really matter that he was fired because then he could take care of her full time never leave her side Oof. unfortunately despite his efforts she did does uh die of the disease on october 26 1931 this mm -hmm. was three months after they met wow that's pretty sad um she was 22 uh that's carl horrible. paid for the funeral so the parents were kind of just like all right i guess you know cuban americans i don't know how much money they had so they they agreed and with the permission from her parents he offered to pay for the construction to build a mausoleum you know what a mausoleum is yeah those are crazy Expensive. they're like little tiny houses yeah wow so um that's where she stayed and he was the only one to have the key to the mausoleum Sounds and you're little. just like i mean how often are you okay. using that key <laughs> okay was keep in there yeah, are you, what are you doing? So uh, <laughs> he used that key every night for two years. Wow. And he would sit in there, play music to her, sing to her, talk to her. Um, he did make a death mask of her and had that. I'm assuming kept that out of his house after his visits with her. So like he made a death mask like out of her face. What did he out of her face? I, so he cut off her face. No, he, and made I a think mask he out of it. Like plaster. Oh, okay. And so made a mask he put, like a mold exactly, of her face. Uh huh. Yes. Wow. And had that. Um, he would inject her with formaldehyde every night with an incubator tank he installed into her coffin Jeez. so that he could keep her preserved. 
And he did this for two years, every night, did not miss a single session. Wow. So then um, he claims that her ghost would start to come to him and be like, oh my God, thank you for that song. Thank you for playing music for me. I love you so much, uh, but you gotta get me out of here. You gotta, you gotta get me out of here. So he claimed to be seeing the ghost telling him to do this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Totally normal. Ghost appeared. It was like, get me out. I gotta, gotta leave this place. It's pretty crowded in here. Ugh. So he prepared. Um, and one night in April 1933, he removed her body and transported it into a toy wagon and walked all the way to his house. Never just thought it. did nobody see him do this? Can you imagine? You imagine you're just driving and you see a man with a wagon and a body just hanging out of it. I don't know just... if I would actually like I be able to Would you call the cops? <laughs> Absolutely. If they're gonna do anything. Like you're like, I'm not sure. Um there's this man jauntily walking. I mean, I imagine he would have, like, covered her up or something. Probably hit her in some way. I just imagine she probably fell out a couple times. I mean... Depends on how big the wagon was. It was a toy wagon, just like a... What are they called? A red flyer? The red red wagon one? (laughs) Yeah. Damn. Uh, Carried her all the way to his house. Um, It was actually a lab shack not really like a a house it was a lab shack and it had a sign with d von Kossel's laboratory outside of it wow he just was everything a doctor a scientist <laughs> jeez um you know he was one of a kind he he Claimed that he would build boats and planes, and he did have a plane on his property he was working on, and it was called Elena's Airship. And he thought, if I take Elena's body into space with the radiation, it would bring her back to life. Kind of like a Frankenstein type of deal. Oh, my God. (laughs) So that was the ultimate goal. But, um, you know, this had been two years. So she had started to putrefy at this point. (laughs) She's not looking so hot. No. So he attached her bones with piano wire. Kind of keep her, you know, keep her body. Her muscles and tendons were just falling off. Wow. Oh, just just coming apart uh so he would use cloth and soaked it in wax mm-hmm. it was like silk cloth soaked that in wax and oil also use plaster so at this time i i want you to google what she looks like so we kind of so get, get a idea. visual mm-hmm. he would bathe her in perfume because the smells you would get 
he put in glass eyes because her eyes started to just oh. wither to nothing. Oh my god. At this point, your hair your hair falls out. So he gathered up all her hair and created a little wig. Attached that right on top of her head. And also drew on her eyebrows. Yeah, I see that. Which is just a crime. Those yeah, eyebrows is... are a crime. You poor woman. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> just not looking the same. Um, in order to keep her figure, he started to stuff her cavity with rags. And he kept her in his bed. Oh and God. slept with her. <laughs> he lived this way for seven years. Seven years? <laughs> seven years. It was reported that a neighborhood kid walked past his window and saw him dancing with a life-size doll. Oh, my God. <laughs> just, just Carl being Carl. That's disgusting. He was seen buying boxes of perfume, uh, women's clothing. He bought her jewelry, would put on makeup. He played the organ, and it was uh, reported that neighbors would hear him play the organ late into the night. Just some romantic dates. With his corpse, Brad. <laughs> God, it's this poor lady, Elena. Oh my God. Um, and her sister would start hearing these rumors and would think to herself, man, it's kind of weird that he just stopped visiting her at the cemetery. You know, he would visit her every night and then he just stopped sister knows she knew what was up so, <laughs> so she made a stop to his house and she basically was like hey you have the key I needed to open it up so I can see my sister because I'm hearing a lot of stuff there's a lot of shit going around town what's the oh, deal yeah, Carl come on Carl and you would think Carl would be like that's not true and don't believe those people Maybe even convince her to come back the next day and he could put her back. Oh, no. Logical thinking? No, 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 no. no. He goes, oh, my God. No, she's right upstairs. She's right upstairs? (laughs) What the fuck? So she went into his bedroom and there was a doll in a wedding dress. And she goes, oh, fuck, no, that's not my sister. That's a doll. There's no way. So no. she oh, she immediately called authorities and let them know. Um, she goes, I won't believe that to my sister until you do an autopsy. Uh, and in that autopsy, it was determined that that was her, in fact. So he was arrested, rightfully, you know, can't just be letting that go. He was given a psychiatric exam where he was found mentally competent to stand trial. Nothing how wrong. Is he, how is he? How did that happen? I just don't understand. He's mentally competent, but. <laughs> he lived that way for seven years. 
that's mentally sane if I've ever seen it um and you would think oh man he is just gonna go to jail he is psycho he you know it he what he was charged with was maliciously destroying a gravesite and removing a body without authorization that's it that's it that's it not holding on to it for seven years and probably being without consent doing this jeez Um, how much time did he get well so with just uh the trial the public was sympathetic thinking he was just an eccentric romantic so nothing had happened he the charges were dropped and the statute of limitations had expired because it was just seven years ago so he was <laughs> let go did you hear that yeah what was that lightning and thunder oh my god was it really yeah that was literally a lightning strike <laughs> it's coral it's coral <laughs> sorry you can keep going Okay, so, um, yeah, the charges were dropped and he was released because the statute of limitations for the crime had expired, so. That is insane. And people thought, oh my god, this is just a guy. He's in love. He doesn't want to let go. Oh my Nothing. god. He's they, not put, they gave him sympathy? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thought he was just an eccentric romantic. Just Nothing couldn't more. live without my love. That's a piece of <sighs> shit. Can you imagine oh my god being mm-hmm. that sister i'd be so pissed god that was yeah if that was my sister <laughs> he wouldn't be alive That's and true. this old ass guy was just hold uh, so what he's probably around 59 60 at this point dude chill wow um so after her autopsy she was put on display where people could view her pay one dollar a ticket and come and view the body put her on display kids were let out of school early to come see this who was profiting from this a museum i don't i don't know the state florida, florida. i don't know but god damn it around florida six, <laughs> around six thousand eight hundred people showed up wow and uh when he was let out the first thing he asked was like all right can i have my wife back can i have my wife back (laughs) i can't live without her i have her back jeez uh they said no thank god they said no so they put her i don't know if they put her back in the same mausoleum or in a different one but he ended up setting off a bomb at it he set off a bomb at her mausoleum site when she was re-put in wow so they're kind of like all right this guy's out of control so her body was returned and she now rests in an unmarked gravesite at a secret location so he could never find her again good and i got some rest 
God, thank God. Yeah. It's kind of sad though, because then her sister probably doesn't know where she's at. Like none of her family. You don't think they would tell her family? <laughs> I understand not telling him, but I don't know. I don't know if they tell anybody if you're in an unmarked gravesite. Because I know wow. some people are. Someone's got to know. Also really sad for like Jane Doe's and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Did you did you know you know how Marilyn Monroe is in oh god, she's in like one of those things where you're in the wall. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot what they're called, but yeah, I have some family members in one of those. I kind of think they're I like think of them as like a filing cabinet. Mm-hmm. There is a man who his death wish was to be buried on top of her face down. And he died yeah. before his wife. Wait, in, on top of Marilyn Monroe? Yeah, so she's in the wall. And yeah, yeah. He so he wants to bought, be on top of her? He bought the plot above her, and his dying request was to be put in there face down so he could live eternity people on top of some, Marilyn Monroe. People do some weird things when it comes to celebrities. I mean, poor Marilyn, just... Oh my god, her body is essentially just looking up at this fucking stranger the rest of her life. That is wild. So in uh, 1944, Carl moved to Pasco uh, County, Florida. Yeah. Just trying to live out the rest of his life. And I read somewhere that his ex-wife was sending him money. For what? Because, I mean, who the hell would hire him again? But was sending him money in the mail to just live. Damn, what a nice ex-wife. Oh my god, if I found out my husband was doing some type of bullshit like this, I would be just so embarrassed. <laughs> Me too, I wouldn't send him money. <laughs> I would be sure. so embarrassed. Um, and it was in 1952, police showed up at an apartment and found Carl laying dead laying next to a life-size doll wearing the Elena death mask. What was this <laughs> so, one actually a doll too, or was it like another? This was woman? actually a doll. This was actually okay. a doll, but she was wearing the Elena death mask. Oh, I thought he was wearing the Elena death mask. <laughs> no, she. He was. I she mean, was. She was died next it. to her. Wow. Was it like a purposeful death, or like a? I how mean, did he die? That I don't know. This was 1944, so man, he had been like 75, I think. See, I could have died from like old age, I suppose, but it seemed too calculated to like be right next to the doll. Maybe he died in his sleep. I don't, the cops didn't show up for like three weeks, so. Wow. And honestly, would you try and figure out the cause of death for this? Man, Carl. Probably not. That is he. That's creepy. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. That was a doozy. (laughs) That's the story of Carl Tanzler and his true love. Oh my God, the real corpse bride. Oh man. Well, I'm glad that. (laughs) Oh, and a fun fact too, because you're thinking, "Wow, this guy." for seven years 
uh, during that autopsy, I mean, they had to peel back layers of plaster, Jeez. all this type of stuff, rags in her cavity. Uh, they did discover a tube that was inserted in her. A tube so. for what? What do you, what a man. Oh, <laughs> like inside her like vagina cavity? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, my God. What a disgusting man. Just a true man. love story. Yeah. That is so gross. That's Carl for you. Jeez, he's disgusting. <laughs> that is one way to start off this podcast. <sighs> yeah, that's that case always. Um, the first time I heard it, kind of just always stuck with me. Yeah, that's one that you definitely don't forget. Oh man. Well, thanks for sharing that one with me. What oh, other kind of he- stories do you think we're going to be listening to? Um. Right now, I am researching a case about The Shining because they filmed it at the Stanley Hotel. Hell yeah. So, a lot of stories about that. Yeah, definitely looking forward to hearing about that. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. I don't either. Well, bam. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. (laughs) hope you enjoyed some carl or not you know because you never know what you're going to get listening to story avenue you never know it's always a mystery yeah it is